Welcome to this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. Recording here, of course, on a Wednesday. Hope everybody out there is doing great. We're gonna look at look at look back at week twelve in the uh, league where no contract can get is guaranteed, and also discuss a lot going on, a lot of things happening in uh, the NFL right now. But first, of course, we welcome back the Buffalo, the leader of the Buffalo Mafia. Let's go. Absolutely, absolutely. Great to have you back. Um, so before we get into all the thoughts, because I'm sure you have, I know you have all the thoughts. We could all start out with our themes. And this is to me a theme. This this really encompasses the whole season because I was really thinking about what we thought was going to happen versus what has transpired up until this point. So any of my wire friend, fans know who this is, Marlo Stanfield, Stanfield, and he had he had one of his many um, just jewel lines. You wanted to be one way, but it's the other. Probably my second favorite Marlo line. My favorite Marlo line was, uh, I wasn't made to play the son before he's about to kill Pop Joe. That's my favorite Marlo line of all time, for anybody that cares. So what is your, what, what is your theme for the week or up until this point? Yeah, it's interesting that you brought that up because, I mean, like, I was, as you were talking, I was reflecting and thinking about, like, what we talked about over the over the summer or before the season started. And um, I, I, I think, I, I don't think there was actually a position that people necessarily took, us necessarily took. I think we were all analyzing the season. And as we usually do, we go based off of last season's data, right? So we think about last season's data, and then we try to predict what we think will happen will happen in this season. And predictably so, last season's data means absolutely shit because it is two different seasons, right. different teams. Even though, even though a lot of players remain the same on some teams, the composite makeup is different every year. We say that, yet we do the same thing every single year. We look what happened, and then we try to speculate based off what happened. It is an erroneous exercise in general, so you are always going to come out on the, the wrong side of it because it's not possible to get that thing accurate. Um, with that being said, um, Kind of the big storylines that shifted this year that were coming in, I think what would qualify as the surprises are um, are uh, the the fall of Tampa and Green Bay in the NFC. That's actually the fall of Tampa and Green Bay in the NFC, and then the rise of the NFC East has just kind of tilted. The NFC on its axis, which makes it feel very weird because based off of last season's data, the NFC is very horrible. Tampa, Green Bay, very good. Does it make sense that those are the flip flop if you're using last season's data? But if you're just looking at this season for what it is, it makes all the sense in the world. Um, so I think that's one thing. I think 
coming into the season, um, people thought the AFC West was going to be fantastic and thought the AFC East would be men. Well, what's happened is we've seen the just cratering of Denver, just crater. They're just a smoldering wreckage. They're, they're in their own category. They don't belong with the fall of anything. They're just a smoldering wreck um, uh, over there. And then the, everybody outside of Kansas City, not really, really even though San Diego is starting to come to play, not really being able to hold up there in the bargain in that division. And then, of course, Everybody in the NFC East wants to be fucking ridiculously good now, um, and and play play at play at top notch level. So um, so you got you got those kind of those kind of like known quantities or what people thought they knew based off of last season's data on this coming into this season um, have kind of made this season feel um, more topsy turvy. I think, and that's because we lock ourselves in on things that are happening. Guarantee what will happen in the future. So that's my take. So you're a thousand percent right about everything you just said. Um, I got a couple things. Um, I have one to me the gap, and I've mentioned this over the past couple episodes, last three episodes. I'm just I didn't the gap between the top teams. And the rest of the league is as close as I've seen it, um, like in a, in a in a long time, um, and I didn't expect it. Like I thought, Kansas City and Buffalo would be clearly heads and shoulders above everyone else. Now, can Kansas City and Buffalo win? Still win the championship? Of course. Kansas City, yeah, yeah. Kansas City is right now has overtaken Buffalo as the Super Bowl Super Bowl favorites. You know, considering what the way, but what, but what I mean, like, what, 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 I'm, yeah, I'm about to start pushing back. Yeah, so, what are we talking? What are we even talking about? We're still like those two teams are still like they came in as top and they're still top. They're, so what are we even talking gonna, about? They're still here? at the top. But I'm saying I didn't expect. I, uh, I don't expected, bring us yeah, into I this con- get, Don't bring us into this conversation. Don't do that. I expect that because I, everybody else is falling and fumbling over themselves. I expected the gap to be. I expected the gap to be for for uh, to be wider. That's I'll put it that way. To be honest with you, the second thing is to me, and uh, I'm, I'm you smiling. You smiling. Or all pros on your team, and you still be the same team. How about that? Right. No. no I, listen, keep going. Keep going. I'm yeah, smiling yeah, yeah, yeah. because no, don't, come, uh, don't come for me with that national media stuff. Bring that, pull that spotlight away from Buffalo. The, I will come right back at you. The in the in season turnaround of the Washington Commanders has just been shocking. That's a good story. You you should you should definitely feel good about that. That's a good I story. they were when they were one and four. I'm already thinking about can we get Bryce Young. Or JT right. Stroud, or <laughs> quarterback. Like I'm thinking about quarterbacks who are in college, who I'm, I'm looking at, like for real. Like I want that. Like yeah, let's 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 three, fourteen, four, and whatever, two and fifteen, whatever. Like can we get can we get these quarterbacks? So in you know they've done this turnaround in spite of the fact that they have a maybe the worst human being to ever own a football team, and in spite of the fact that. They have not had a bye week, which is, you know, 
if I wouldn't, if I was expecting more out of them, I would have, I would have been just losing my shit over because it's ridiculous not to have a bye week after uh, twelve weeks. That's just insane. But anyway, so those are the two things for me. Like, you know, I, the gap between these top teams, the gap between these top teams, the Eagles included. And the middle and the rest of the NFL is just not is not that big. It's just not. And what I like, and it, the season has been telling us that because there have been more one score games in through twelve weeks than any season in the history of the sport. So that there's no dominant team. No, 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 no. There's not. We're finally getting to that point of. Like the at like the for real aftermath of Brady. Now that he's for real, his skills are for real declining. Um, and uh, so so here's what I mean by that. Let me because because I know I can already sense sense your confusion. Um, we're oh, we're, we're already we're getting we're getting the the who have confused I can sense some confusion in my statement. How about that? Right. Um, so uh. So um, here's what I mean. Um, the anticipation when Brady left the Patriots was that there was going to be a power vacuum and that people were going to try to fill the power vacuum. You see that happening in the AFC East um, where um, when Brady left, everybody got emboldened and said, okay, we can actually win the AFC East now. Now that the powers, the long-term powers in NFC have fallen, or are or are or are in significant decline. There's a power vacuum that is that is there, and so that's what I mean when I say we're now seeing the for real fall of Brady. What I mean is there's a transition that's going on in the NFL right now. What does it even look like to have a dominant team? I don't think you can call it. I don't think I can call it because I don't think they even know what it is these days because that prototypical quarterback that got you a Super Bowl ring is dying, is going out of existence. It's falling with Brady and with Rodgers. That's part of the problem. That's why I'm not even concerned about them anymore because the game is passing by. Um, so, so, and there's not enough of these new age quarterbacks to even remotely go around to give other franchises bites at this apple to create a dominant team. So you have a transition at what it even looks like to have a quarterback. Is it a Jalen Hurts? Is it a Lamar Jackson? Is it Josh Allen? Um, the gold standard is Patrick Mahomes, and Mahomes only has one, right? Right. Um, so, so what? What is that? What is that? What is that thing? The standard used to be Manny. The standard used to be Brady. That's what Rodgers and everybody else built, could build. Like, that used to be the standard. That's no longer the standard. Um, uh, so, anyway, there's a transition piece that's going on right there. Conversely, you have defenses. And how defenses are being taught the game of football and this new age of rules that, that, uh, that come with the offense. So, what does it even look like to have a dominant defense? Because what defenses are doing these days are giving the offense most of the field. They're giving them most of the field. And then crunching up in the in the red zone and just like, again, as you hear on some of the broadcasts, daring offenses to be efficient all the time and betting that they can. 
Well, that's a good, like, good style of defense to play. That's a winning style of football, but it's that dominant style of football, right? Um, so you have a transition of what defense is. And then the running game. Who even knows what's going on with the running game these days? What is the philosophy? What is the overarching philosophy oh, of the running no, game? No, hold on. I'll tell you what, what's so, going on. So teams, teams are running. Right no, 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 no. I, running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's, yeah, yeah, you, here's, what, here's what I'm saying. But they don't know why, and they don't. it's not good. That's what the point is the efficiency and the, the, the why around these things. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, so, gonna, no, hold on. I'm my, glad you brought, my, I'm glad you brought the wait, running game. Wait, really, really quick. Let's not, let's not, no, no, no. Let's not lock on the running game. Let's not lock on that. It's the overarching point. The overarching point is that what is even a dominant team in, in this day's NFL, right? You got I, everything, single thing I said, you got teams that have components of those but no team that can bring all of that together. Right. A lot of the Cowboys in the 90s, right? Like right. the 49ers in the 90s. That's what I mean. Who can put all of these different new age components together in the modern day NFL? That will be your first dominant team. The yeah. team that people, the team that was dominant the past 20 years, the Patriots, they subscribe to a play it close, style outside that year where they were they were able to moss everybody because they added Randy Moss Clinton Entertainment. Um besides that year they've lived more close to death, meaning, as we know, sports in life, human nature, but let's keep it the football is a copycat league. And so those were our models. Dominance was them for twenty years. And so does it surprise you that the league looks like that now? If that's the model? So what I'm saying, I wanna, the, the entire point of all of this is there's a great transition going on right now. And the reason why there's one-score games, scoring down, things look the way that they do. There's not really a separation from 1, 2 to 11, 12, 14, 15. The reason why all these things are very true now more than ever is because the entire league, if you pay attention, is going through transitions at pretty much every single stage of its existence. Post the Tom Brady era. The fall of him and the Patriots is the single biggest event that has happened since um uh I'm going I'm trying to see who free else agency. has uh, like that. that. Yeah, free agency. That's a good one. That's a great one. That's a great one. That's a great one. Yep. Since free since modern since free agency was instituted in the league, I was going to say the kind of like the simultaneous fall of the Cowboys and the 49ers, but they didn't like fall simultaneously. They just kind of petered out of existence um, for a little bit. But the 49ers have never really gone away, to be honest with you. Um, so, so I couldn't I couldn't really point I couldn't really point that in real direction. Free agency is a perfect example. So we get to uh, the Buffalo Bills. Um, last time we spoke, uh, they were coming off a – they were 5-1. Harbor loss. Harbor loss. They, no, they were 6-1. That wasn't that, was it? 6-1, oh, yeah. Oh, wait. When did we talk last time? Seriously? We didn't talk they before beat, the two losses? No. No. Oh, okay. We, no. I got they were 6-1. and one. No, they were actually 6-1. and one. So they were coming off. The Kansas City win. Oh, uh, okay. Wow. It has been a while. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Six and oh, one. Keep going. Set it up. 
Um, they were just, they were, we, they, we thought that they could be that dominant team. Um, they had all the makings. Number one defense. I feel like we talked after the Green Bay game. So number one, no, 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 not on this podcast. No, no, we no, didn't. No, we didn't. Okay. No, I, we texted. Right. We didn't talk. No. So yes, that's the last time we. The last time we spoke on the podcast was after the Kansas City game. They went and they went to five and one after they beat Green Bay. Went to six and one. So they were six and one uh, at their high point. They were six and one. But in terms of playing their best football, that's that was after the Kansas City game. So their defense was, has been had been number one. I was going to say that, yeah. Their defense had been number one that for the majority of the season, either one or two. Mm-hmm. Now their defense ranks twelfth. Um, yeah, that's what happens when you lose all your all pros. What? <laughs> what has I mean, transpired? Like what has transpired? I got you from. Uh, the second half of the Green Bay game up until this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, I got you. And like, so, so it's like, I mean, like, I have, I have all, I have like, again, like, I have all the thoughts. And I'm gonna try to get out of like the more, like my brother, he got a lot of more of my conspiracy theories on what's going on. So I'm, gonna, I'm gonna save, I'm gonna save that from the podcast. Um, and so I'll just keep it to like specifically like what it is that I see that's going on on the on the field. I've been saying it since day one of this year, all last year. It is my fundamental philosophy as a football fan and um and who I am as a human being. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, run the damn ball. 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 Um, and so what I mean by that is, um, is not just run it when you're like, oh, I feel like we need to run it because the defense isn't respecting the run, but you have to build up a callus in the run game. And that means you have to run it at times when you don't necessarily want to run it. When Josh Allen could make a big play, but you need to build up those calluses for, for um, the running game to, to be there when you need it. All the fourth and shorts, all the third and shorts, all the, that run in the fourth quarter when you need to have it, four-minute drive, yada, yada, all that different type of stuff. So run the damn ball. We do this every year, me and my fandom. We do this every year where everybody's like, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, and then it gets to a point where it overwhelms him, and then everybody's like, oh, it's too much for Josh Allen, we should be running the ball. Well, no, mofos, we can't just start running the ball in the middle of the damn season. we got to be able to do that from game, from game number one. So if you want me to point to one singular thing that has impacted us these past years when a Super Bowl window has actually for realistically opened up for this franchise is our lack of commitment to the run game. It helps your quarterback out. It helps your offense out. It helps your defense out. It drives me crazy. It makes me mad. I get angry at them all day long for not doing it. That is the quite simple reason. The defensive side of the ball, actually, it's a real, they're, they're, they are, they're continuing to paint a masterpiece. They're continuing to paint a masterpiece. They just don't have the colors anymore to create the design they want to create. That's the analogy that I would use. Um, Micah High was a huge loss. I knew it then. I just didn't want to say it out loud because it hurt too much to say it out loud. Micah High was a huge loss. When they looked at both of their all-pro uh, safeties, and yes, we have two all-pro safeties. Our defense is built from the back end frontward. It's unique, unique like that. 
to other teams in the in the NFC. So uh, in the NFL, and so once our back end starts going down, then it's going to create all types of ripples. Um, and so you losing my guy is a big thing. Poirier has like an ugly elbow injury. He's playing through it. It's his free agent year, which is the reason why he's playing through it because he didn't get his contract. But hundred percent shit, he's not at fifty. He's fifty percent maybe. Um, then, um, then Von Miller, Von Miller goes down right in there. Trey White is coming back, but he played fifteen snaps. He basically might might not be there. So what that end that turns around into is that we now have six rounders and later playing in playing prominent roles in the defensive backfield. And what that does is somebody I was listening to said it so well, and I think this, I mean, I know this applies for every single team, right? Like every single team, every single fan base, we all roll our eyes at the other fan base if they bring up injuries as a concern for their team. We all roll our eyes, injuries not a excuse. Whenever injuries happen, you hear the people, um, you hear the professionals, um, uh, uh, coaches and players, they're saying next man up, next man up, next man up. All that is absolutely accurate. You can't, you can't everybody rolls their eyes, injuries are excuse. Everybody says next man up. But the way this is described is what makes perfect sense to me, especially when you have a well-coached football team. Um, my head coach is a defensive back. He got his roots in defensive backs, which is why we built back in front. Um, Leslie Frazier knows how to coach the hell out of defensive back. So um, here's what I mean when I'm talking about what happened to our team, my team. Um, in the back end, the DBs that are there now are responsible for their assignments, responsible for their technique, responsible for being in the right position at right time, responsible for game tackling, responsible for blah, blah. They can do all the things they're responsible for because they are well coached. What they cannot do is the extra because they're not talented enough. And when you are a quote-unquote Super Bowl favorite and need to and are doing everything to get the promise plan and taking people's best shot, you need people who can do the extra to be that type of team that you're talking about. So the defense, honestly, is still painting a masterpiece. They just don't have the colors. It's the war of attrition on that side where the blame completely 100% lies for what your eyes are telling you about where, where the team is at, where my team is at in the celebration, it lies on the offense. I already mentioned running the ball. I talked about the injuries on the defense, particularly to our defense back there and why that's so important to us. The third thing is our efficiency on offense. Put it on Josh Allen, put it on the offensive coordinator. I put it on both of them because it is both of their responsibilities to make sure that our offense is the most dynamic offense that it can possibly be. I was just listening to a, a local Bills podcast, and he, and he pointed out one of the things that will support us in beating the Patriots this year, this week is that there will be um, is that of the screen game. And um, you noted that there hasn't been a lot of screens this year. I also noted that as well with my team. The lack of diversity in the offense is very, very much impacting the efficiency of the offense and the way that it is that is run. I have my own opinions on why that is happening, and none of that is based in anything that I can really bring in front of you. So I'm going to keep those to myself. But um, 
the lack of efficiency in the offense is hurting the entire team. And I, those I, guys got to be the ones I, to step up. I actually want to hear those better. opinions. What, what, are, what are at least because are those the defense, opinions? The defense, <laughs> the defense, the is this the conspiracy be. theory opinion? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And that's so why it's, it's not well, based. I mean, I think I, I think I know what you mean. Trying to push Allen for the MVP. Mm, that, that in terms, is going in that uh-huh. direction. Do you think that they're doing too Say much trying to push Allen for the MVP as a team, as a as a like yes. coaching staff in the absolutely. franchise? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, I don't think it's a coaching staff. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a call. Okay, since you opened the door, I'm definitely going through it. I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it as being a coaching staff. Here's what, here's what I believe happened. Um, like I said, Ray, Brady, Rodgers, falling. They need a new rivalry. The NFL needs a new rivalry. The game in Kansas City happened this last year. Mahomes is already a made man. We already know that. He's the top of the top, cream of the crop. He's the, he's the guy. He's the face of the league. That's the guy. He needs somebody to play off of. Who can we get somebody to play off? Well, Brady's dying. Rodgers is arrogant and crazy. So neither one of those two can be can be the person, oh, Josh Allen just played. Let's crown Josh Allen as the heir apparent. Let's get in there. Let's get the marketing. Let's get everything about around him. And to be flat out honest with you, I saw it. I watched it live on TV. I watched my quarterback crack under that pressure. He's not built for that. He just isn't. Not now. And maybe not ever. He's not built for that. That doesn't mean he's not a Hall of Famer and everything like that. That just means that type of pressure, it takes a special talent and a special person to have the mantle of face of the league. It just takes a special, that's another level. That's just even another level of, there's plenty of Hall of Famers. Only a, even a small percentage out of those can look at them and say they were the, they were the face of the entire well, NFL, NBA, to, to, to go to another sport. Well, to, yes, let's, to go to another sport real quick. I'll find you a better. I'll find you a player who who's super, who has just out, all the world talent. Uh, Kevin Durant can't do that. Like he can't do no, that. No, no, no. His own franchise. So no. that's just. It is not about the talent. Like you to your point. No, no, no. There's only there's there's, there's such a small percentage. You're talking about, yeah, we're talking about LeBron, I Kobe, I Jordan. I don't, I don't even think I need to build build the argument. To be honest with you, because it's just there's it's right. just a everybody knows who's the face of the league because right. they're the ones leading the national advertising and they're the players that your mom can name off the top of her head. You know, like like those it's those players, it's those players. Um, and 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 you know those those are those are just rare. That's rarefied air. That's right. rarefied air. And so and so um, in general, I told you like like I like so. Like, let me just give you my temperature. So, like, now there's 0% chance. Like, I'm at a 0% chance that we make the Super Bowl. Zero. I give wow. us no chance. Wow. Um, and so, and so I'm a, I, I know my team. I look at them every week. I, yep. I do this. I do this for a living. I know them. Um, and, so, and, so, um, and so, I told you, I, we are a much better Sunday at one o'clock team. I don't give a shit about national press or pressure, everything, for everything like that, because it's just distracting, distracting from the ultimate goal. All that can come after the championship, not before. After, yes, not before. I don't want any of that before. 
it's distracting, it's crazy. I leaned into it because everybody else is, I mean, I'm being a follower, fine. I'm leaning to it because I didn't want to be the old man going, this is like when everybody says one thing, you go the other way. Like that was this whole off season in my head. I'm like, go the other way, go the other way. Everybody's saying one thing, go the other way. But whatever, everybody's happy. Let them be excited. Let them feel this disappointed as, as it feels. I can already feel them reckoning with it as they try to recreate the narratives around the Bills franchise now that Josh Allen is no longer the MVP, now that we're no longer the Super Bowl favorite, now that they're, 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 they're trying to like recraft the narratives in their heads and what happens with small towns like Buffalo, they get really excited when national media and national media gets on. They get really excited, they want to eat it all up and everything, and they don't think about the negatives that go along with that, which is distracting from the growth. The reason Patrick Mahomes is the face of the league because he has a chip and he kept doing it. After the chip. That's why he's the guy. That's what success is. Get the championship, everything follows after that. Not so you, you think you, you know that your team, you feel like your team was crowned too early. And you feel like. I feel like, I feel like. If you, do, if you do win a Super Bowl. Society, as the NFL on this part, if you ask me specifically. My team is a Sunday at 1 o'clock team. That's yeah. when we play our best. That's when we're at our best. That's when, like, in that kind of that low-key atmosphere, that's when, that's, when we're at, that's when we're at our best. In terms of, like, what is, what is needed in terms of proving, I think too much was given too soon in terms of being that team. Now, so if, so this is if you a do, fair if, pushback, a fair pushback, that people have had, and I do have to acknowledge this, the team that we were supposed to have this year only played game one together, okay. functionally. Only right. played game one together. Yep. So I will give people the pushback who push back. I'll give you that. But I also watch this offense, and I watch what happened. I'm watching what's happening to it, and I'm watching Josh Allen only keying on Stephon Diggs and then turn um, the offense into the Allen Stefan Diggs show. And that's not going to win a chip. That's not going to get you in the air, out of the AFC divisional round, to be honest with you. And that's why I can't say I have them in the Super Bowl. What they're showing me now does not show me Super Bowl. What they're showing me now is too easily defensible. The reason we're not, the reason that as the reason it looks the way it looks right now, outside of everything else that I've said, is because um, we are so damn inefficient, but we're so talented and well coached in the other places, we can still win football games by, while being wildly inefficient on offense, which is why I said, McDermott um, and Frazier. Um, it's still painting his masterpiece over on the defensive side. So yeah, you said a lot there. Otherwise, we have two more. Otherwise, we have two more losses on record. Yeah, no question. Um, so what I see um, is a situation where, okay, what I took from that is all right. We're not quite yet ready for these these expectations in terms of just being the nah. next team 
being the next team. That's not it. To your, yeah, the next team, and even with the quarterback comparisons, uh, you know, Brady to Manning, Mahomes to, you know, uh, Allen from that standpoint, right? So here's what, here's what I'll say. Um, I agree with that from that standpoint in terms of how you've played. But I also see a situation where, like, Allen's contract kicks in next year. Like his contract starts that that extension starts to kick in next year. So this roster is not going to get better in the future, per se. But similar to Indianapolis, I can see a scenario scenario scenario, excuse me, where you do win a Super Bowl when when someone really doesn't expect you to win with those overwhelming expectations. Similar to I would Similar to Indianapolis in 2006, even though they were going to make the playoffs, it was like that. That wasn't the Indianapolis team that we thought would win the Super Bowl. I love, you're right. And I love those off years. You're right. And that's exactly how it's going to go down. We're good. My team is good. Right. I, very good. No, very not, good. That is good. You're very good. good. Yeah. And we're going to be, yeah, we're going to be good for a long time. So I'm here. You just see your point. There is every, everything is riding away that we're not separate enough. From enough teams to be confident, to be dominantly confident in this. We're a good team. We have, we have, we'll probably be favorites in most games. And so then you go from there. But it's like, you know, you at certain points in time, I know you felt this with some of your teams in the past. You like those teams where you can just like sit back and just be like, I'm just going to watch them whoop everybody's ass right. this year. I can have one of those years as a fan. Um, and I think when we go back to original expectation, I'll let you finish the expectation. The, the, like that might be one of these years for the Bills, and it's not. We're a good football team, but we have to sweat out every game as everybody else does. Yep. So we go to uh, game of the week. Uh, I love this game because um, two, two teams that are headed in the right direction. Cincinnati, Tennessee. Cincinnati gets a big win. One of one of the more impressive wins of the season, in my opinion, on the road against a a red hot Tennessee team that came in playing extremely well, and a team that, of course, nobody wants to see in the playoffs. Nobody nobody wants to see either one of these teams in the playoffs. And I, I, I think both of them will make the playoffs. I think Cincinnati is going to win that division. Uh, Cincinnati holds Tennessee to sixty three yards rushing. Completely shut down Derrick Henry. I mean, shut him down. He yeah came in red hot, took him away. Uh, you know, Joe Burrow did enough things, but this to me, um, this was about Cincinnati reestablishing themselves as contenders again, uh, in the AFC. That team, uh, they're not the same team that they were when we saw them early in the season. The, they, the defense has been to me, had that they fixed the defense, they've caught, they've you know, Burrow is not taking as many hits. And they and and they've doing this without Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase could return this week. Uh, they they were talking about. So that is a team that's going to be heard from. They went to Super Bowl last year. They over they've overcome early adversity to get to a point where they're seven and four. We know that division will come down as a lot of divisions will to the uh, showdown uh, against the Baltimore, which will be in Cincinnati. By the way, uh, you know Tennessee again. I'll make a big deal for them losing this game. Uh, because Cincinnati is on the rise, but it just shows you that you know you can you control Tennessee's running game, you control Tennessee. So that that's how that goes. Uh, again, very very physical, tough playoff caliber type game. Uh, what were your thoughts? 
Yeah, I like how you said tough physical playoff game. That that's what I thought watching this game. I was like, oh, okay, all right, they they already there. They there for the playoffs. Um, so great big gutsy win from uh, Cincinnati's perspective. And yeah, well, I mean, Cincinnati, yeah, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Burrow, Burrow. Yeah, no, he he is, you know, he is who he is. Like you, if you somewhat keep him upright, you're gonna have a chance. And again, Tennessee came into this game playing great. Like they really should have beaten Kansas City um, a couple weeks back. Um, that was a game I felt like they, even though they lost the game, they won the battle from that standpoint. They physically, physically handled uh, Kansas City, and really, I I thought. I've never felt worse for a losing team than I felt for Tennessee, for Tennessee in that game. That defense did everything. No, no, they had a beat on that offense. No, they, 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 they did everything. Yeah. They did everything. They did everything. Mahomes just broke them. <laughs> just so, broke them by himself. He just broke them. What, you know, what Tennessee has going for them uh, when they get to the playoffs, because they they're going to win a division going away. They have a coaching staff. They have a guy. They have a legit top three coach in the league right now. Vrabel. Yeah, Vrabel. That can he, yeah. he can coach with anybody. Like they like I mean, you got Andy Reid, uh, probably you know Bel- well, figure out Belichick, Reid, and Vrabel, whatever. Vrabel's a top coach in this league. That's my point. And that guy, his teams are tough. They're physical. They have a game, a defense, and a running game that travels. So it doesn't he's matter a, where they home or on the road. He's a defensive. He's a defensive revolutionary. Like, no one can succinctly describe what his defense is doing. No. 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 Professionals. I, I'm listening. I'm, like, listening to people trying to, like, because I know I can't tell what's going on in the field at any given time. Um, so I'm like, okay, well, I'm just ready. Let me see what the professionals are saying and even from them, I'm getting like crazy. You know, they will come out with some crazy format. Like, like no one can succinctly say that he just like he's a revolutionary. Who the fuck knows what's going on with those defenses? For real. Yeah. No. For yeah. real, like how how he's it's just it's wild to it's wild to watch. Tennessee, like I joked for forever. I said I don't. I've watched all the Buffalo Tennessee games, and I still don't know how they beat us. Sometimes it's just that I don't understand what you're doing on defense. I know my team does. I don't like nobody know what's going on. Um, yeah, he's a beast. Vegas a beast. He's just an absolute beast. So they these these will be two teams that uh will be a problem uh come playoff time. Um, because I think I I think both of them will be there. Um, games of note: Green Bay, Philadelphia. Uh, wild game, strange game. A uh, lot to oh, talk wow. about. With this game, uh, forty to thirty-three, you have Philadelphia run for like like three hundred sixty-three yards. Like it was like a high school game, yeah. like a high school game. Yeah. Like you don't see like that. That first, that first quarter is bad. That first quarter is bad. You know, it's like you know what that's not supposed to happen to NFL that, defense. This is not. <laughs> remember that game um, between uh, Peyton Manning's Colts and Brett Favre's Packers. Yes. Yes. Very well. Yes. And, and, and it was in and, and, and it was yeah. like yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And it was just like the first, even the commentator, I think Troy Aikman was, I think it was Aikman and Buck that had the game, the yep. call that, even yeah. they were like, yep. um, like, uh, no, no, it might not have been big. It doesn't matter. So whoever, the commentators were just like, um, I don't think you should play man to man. And I don't think that defensive back can cover Marvin Harrison, like at all. Right. Like at all. And I yep. need them to stop. And like by, the, by like when it was 21 to 21, the announcer's like, yo, can y'all please change the defense? Can yeah. please put something different on somebody? Like it's not working. That's what that first quarter looked like for um, Philadelphia's run game versus that uh, that uh, that defense. It's like, yo, y'all are just playing the wrong. Y'all, no, y'all came in with a bad, no, bad game plan. Wrong. Right. Wrong. Yeah. No. All the way wrong. It was wrong. Incorrect. Yeah, it was incorrect. It was, it, I, like I don't know what they were doing. It, it was too easy. It was too easy. I, yeah, I don't know what. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's <laughs> what Philadelphia does with the running game is not complicated. It really, I mean, it's not. You just have to have like the you know the physicality and, and the athletes to deal with it. But it's not. They don't have this complex scheme in terms of their running game. It's not. It's really not. So I don't get why there's. Yeah, there's no reason, there's zero reason why that you it, that that should never happen to an NFL team. 363 yards running, like that should that should never happen. Uh, despite that, well, yeah, was what was Jenna Hurt total? What was Jenna Hurt total yardage? Just to uh, speak on that a little bit more. He had I think it was like 135. I think he had like 125. Yeah. So here's what I mean by by just a total long game plan, like just total long. Not even talking about the total yardage. Um, how many yards did they have in the first half? Scratch that. Forget. Let's even forget the first class. How many first yards? Did he had hundred in the first quarter. Yeah, he had hundred in the first quarter. Right. Um, and I mean, he had hundred in the first half, eighty in the first quarter. Right, eighty in the first. Right, half. like yep. that first. Yep. That first quarter, they just wrong. Just the wrong game plan. Backs completely turning hurts. It wasn't even. It wasn't even about inventive. It wasn't even about having the athletes. It's like no one had eyes on him. Like that's 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 as fundamental as it gets. Well, no one had eyes on him in the first quarter. Yeah, I mean, it was like it was like they had a defense that was prepared for like a a, a pocket quarterback. That's how that's <laughs> like you know, like they were playing Tom Brady or something, or some just somebody like a mo a quarterback that's just not going to move. That's that's what their defense looked like. Like they, it didn't seem like they were prepared. Wrong for game plan. To, Wrong game plan. Yeah, no, it 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 was insane. Um, despite that, that was not even the biggest story of the game. The biggest story of the game, and Rodgers gets banged up. Enters then enters Jordan Love. Love uh comes in, plays well. Um, is by far All right, love by far the best I've ever seen Jordan Love play, play by far in preseason, Absolutely. regular season game, any regular season games. So it, he he looked like an NFL quarterback. Uh six or nine, mm-hmm. 13 yards passing, uh one and a touchdown uh to Watson, Christian Watson, who has some speed. And has played well the last couple of weeks. Um, and now, you know, coming off that, you have, because Green Bay season is done, we know they're not going to be in our factor. But coming off that, um, you have this talk with their quarterback situation. Um, 
if Rodgers is healthy, he will play. Uh, he's expected to play probably. He's expected to play this week if he's if he's healthy, relatively healthy. That's not the question about from that standpoint. It's just term, in terms of like we can already fast forward to the off season for Green Bay because their season their, their season is done. Um, if I'm Green Bay, and again, I look, I don't know what Jordan Love is going to be. Per se, like I said, this this was by far the best he's ever looked in the time that I've seen him. And like I said, throughout the course of his short short career, he was drafted, of course, in 2020. But if I'm Green Bay and I and I have any belief in Jordan Love, I'm trading Aaron Rodgers in the offseason. It's not even without hesitation. I'm like, so that I yeah, yeah, because yeah. because right now, right. You can get a lot for Aaron Rodgers right now. There are going to be so many teams. I, I looked at it today. Half the league is going to be looking for a quarterback. Like half the league. And I'm not exaggerating that number. Half the league is going to be looking for a quarterback. So his value is still relatively high. And by the way, like it's not, he's had a bad season, but he's had a bad season, but he still has, there's still some gas in the tank. Like he's not, this is not Peyton Manning 2000 and. 15 okay when neck injury and he just the would like physically couldn't play anymore this is not that case he's not he's not a dominant player anymore but like you put him on a dead there are a number of teams if you put him on with the right team and i'm putting i'm gonna put my team with put them i'm gonna put my team up there as, as should be a candidate that you put him with the right team defense running game that they become almost instant super bowl contenders so i think it's come time to where green bay and I'll say this right now on, you know, as we approach December, the Aaron Rodgers era should be over in Green Bay. Move forward with Jordan Love and go from there and, and, and let's and, and let's move on. And, and let's move on from that standpoint. He doesn't like he's not crazy about being there anyway. So I, I think that to me, this game was him be him getting injured in this game and Jordan Love coming in was actually did Green Bay a favor. Well, yeah, to me, it was it was it actually was a blessing in the sky, I feel like. To be honest with you, um, so uh, that's the direction I would go in if I were the Packers uh, moving forward. Uh, moving forward, I know I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but again, it's only like a month left in their season versus everybody else who will make the playoffs. So, uh, what are your thoughts? I think Green Bay plays Jordan Love and gets um, to see if they can get his value up, and then they trade. They try to trade Jordan Love the capital. Otherwise, um, I think this is much ado about nothing and more about Brett Favre kind of like um, Aaron Rodgers. Um, Aaron Rodgers kind of like um, uh, checking himself out of the game, <laughs> making business decisions for himself more than anything else. I mean, I don't. I I think the injury was legit. I just don't think this moves the needle. I mean, they they're married together because you're your position as if you're Green Bay. Well, if you were Green Bay, then you don't sign him last year to the extension they have. They're married to him. It's just that simple. Well, that that extension was not a that that wasn't like a lifetime extension. Like that extension has some flexibility to where like that. That's mm-hmm. not. I, I don't think they're married. I don't, think, I don't think they're married. Though. That wasn't. The, I think the understanding by both parties is yes, we're going to play out this 2022, and after that, it's going to be a year by year thing. That's that's if you really look at that contract. Like I, I don't think this is some like from that standpoint. To be honest with you, 
I I don't remember it being reported that way, Will. I didn't hear the negotiations going that way at all. So that would be very new to me. Um, what it seemed like was that Brett Favre wanted them, Brett Favre. See, I keep doing it because he's actually just like him. And Rodgers wanted them to um, show commitment to him by signing him to extension. And that's what they did. We can't have it both ways. We can't. It was the entire conversation was, Aaron Rodgers, will he stay in Green Bay? Won't he stay in Green Bay? If they don't give him an extension, then he's not going to be there. If they do get an extension, then he is going to be there. Green Bay has never been the ones that have been turning and looking towards anybody else. Why would they do it now after they sign him to an extension? Uh, let me... Um, Aaron Rodgers is there. Aaron Rodgers is there to stay. Uh, so, so all right, I'm, I just looked up the contract now. So, no, 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 it can't. Like, I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying it's not. I'm saying, Surreal, you, you said you turned this from. If you want to just have a theoretical conversation about can Aaron Rodgers sit on a different team, that's different. Then does Green Bay want him gone? They absolutely do not. This cannot happen without Aaron Rodgers forcing his way out because they don't want to do the moves you're about to. Say. Oh, I mean, I think he, I, I think no, I think no. I I agree with I completely agree with that. I I think if he if he wants to stay, he's going to stay. Um. So no, you know, we're not disagreeing with that. No. Retiring. That's a different conversation. No, I no that's that's the so 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 to your point. Okay, I'm glad to your point. Um, I brought up in previous podcast that they were not that they that in essence that they were playing. That's what they were playing for as a team to prevent him from retirement. Um, you know, in the playoffs because we I mean we agreed that Green Bay was done a few uh, a few weeks ago that they were playing. That this is what they were playing for. So that that's that's on the table as well. Uh, uh I wouldn't be shocked if he did retire. Like we're not uh, to be honest with you, but I. I don't know. I think I, I just gotta feel. I, I think I, I would not be surprised if they moved them. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't be surprised if they moved them. Here's what. Here's what. Here's what. This is the exact same shit that's going on in Brooklyn. Organizations need to pay for their sins. It True. made no sense to re-sign Aaron Rodgers and to get rid of Devontae Adams. It made no sense. They are no. paying for it. They yeah, deserve absolutely. It. No, they trade Aaron Rodgers, it's their fault. And if they trade Aaron Rodgers, they'll be trading him for pennies on the dollar somewhere else, not because they believe in Jordan Love. Because Jordan Love threw a couple of throws and right. made a touchdown. This is all about if we want Aaron Rodgers, if we don't want Aaron Rodgers. And it's more about personality than skill. Because from what I saw, what I saw for Aaron Rodgers, it's not even comparison. Let's let's stop. No, no, absolutely let's not. not. No, do that. no, 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 no. Not, 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 no. So, so this is all about this is all about personality yes. and energy and all that stuff fit in there. Well, to your point about the Brett Favre situation, to your point about Brett Favre, Brett Aaron Rodgers did not. They believed in Aaron Rodgers back in two thousand seven per se. They they drafted him. You know, they drafted him in the first round. They believed in him. They the reason why yeah. Aaron Rodgers became a starter in two thousand eight it was because of Brett Favre's bullshit. Like Brett, Brett Favre wanted to stay. Yeah, Brett Favre Rogers is, is not starting two thousand eight. 
So to your example. Yeah. It it just amuses me to no end, real. This amuses me to no end. Congrats, Brett. Aaron Rodgers, I'll say them both now. Aaron Rodgers is so in his feelings. You remember? So yes. in his feelings about Brett Favre and how Brett Favre was treating him. Yep. He's being so mean yep. and so da da da. And you acting the exact same. Oh, same yeah. Way. The oh, exact yeah. same. Yep. Oh, yep. he's so petty. So yep. uh, I don't want to. Yeah. They, everybody's getting what they richly deserve. 100%. Everybody, 100%. Yeah, no, 100%. Everybody, everybody's getting what they deserve. Absolutely. 100 in Brooklyn and Green Bay. Uh, everybody, it's so beautiful. Carver's a beautiful thing. It, it is. really is sometimes. It really, really is. Uh, Minnesota, New England, New England, uh, Minnesota gets by the Patriots. And uh, also, Ursay. Oh, Ursay, of course. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How easy is it getting those two champion two Super Bowls now? Yeah. No. Yeah, he's so getting, yeah, oh my god. So, <laughs> so, so disappointed with just one appearance and one win and another uh, win. Oh Sorry. goodness. Sorry, yeah. couldn't do more for you. So yeah. it's that easy. How many yep. of you had since anyway? Yeah. Karma gotta love it. Uh Minnesota, New England, Minnesota gets back on track. Um uh, with a win against New England, a game you know, a game that uh, easily the Patriots easily could have won. Um, I mean, we don't we like Minnesota, of course, was exposed last week with just that trouncing at the behest of, uh, on the behalf of the Dallas Cowboys, forty to three. Neither one we neither one of us has ever believed in Minnesota, um, despite the record. Uh, I think the big question for me, and I thought about this because I was you know reading some stuff on quarterbacks and what have you and what the quarterback landmark landscape might look look like, you know, going to the next season, off season. Kirk Cousins. Um they have Kirk Cousins is gonna be uh has a salary cap hit next year of thirty five million dollars, thirty six million dollars. And enjoy that. Yes, enjoy. <laughs> yeah. And do you Pay that, or do you try to move along, move, move, uh, move, uh, move, uh, forward, move beyond Kirk Cousins and find a quarterback? Very interesting decision. Uh, because you're, I mean, you're only going so far with Kirk Cousins. Like, you get, you are basically a first round playoffs or first round exit, or but like that, the ceiling is low. It's not, it's not, the ceiling is not high with, uh, with Kirk Cousins. And then next year, again, next year, $36 million is a big number on any salary cap. So very interesting to me with the Vikings um, and what they do with him. Um, I probably would move on if you put a gun in my head. Because, um, I, I mean, he's not going to get any better. But, you know, and it's not like you've been this consistent franchise for, like, in the Kirk Cousins era. Like, there have been a year where you make the playoffs. There have been years where you've missed the playoffs. So, you know, it's not – we're not replacing a guy who, like I said, is automatic, is, is an automatic playoff appearance. Like, no, that's not, that's not Kirk Cousins. So, uh, again, it would be very interesting to see what they do. But I thought about that with Minnesota. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on, on the Vikings and that – prospect of uh you know that quarterback situation 
you want to know my thoughts real you're trying to be slick and i see what you're doing and i'm not gonna let you do it at all you turn a cowboy's win a referendum on the Vikings, and then should Kirk Cousins go to another team when his team is eight and Get out of here! No, no, I'm not letting you do that. Dallas is clicking, and they they are definitely like when I thought my team was the team that could make the Super Bowl this year. I was I was eyeing Dallas. Um, now I'm I would be looking them square in the face, like they are. Fantastic! They're fantastic um, at at all three levels, and and Parsons is the real deal. Yes, a defense player year right now. Without question, he's just the real deal. He's terrifying. <laughs> he's terrifying on every level. Um, he's just the real deal, and that that offense is the real deal. And um, you know, uh, uh. Like like now, now what's terrifying? This is what should really terrify everybody in the CE is if Jerry Jones wasn't in the way, what could this team be? But he is in the way, so they I got know. another running back. In no, but I'm saying, in spite of him, they have another dominant running game. Yes, right. In spite yep. of the different things they want to do, they keep coming up in different things in different ways. Dallas is a dynamic team. They deserve to be the second best team in the NFC and one of the top five in the NFL. Um, now, I agree with uh, that. Yeah, I, I think they're the second best team. Said, I, think they're, they're, I think they're the third uh, best team. No, second. Yeah, second, no, they deserve I'll put them behind San Francisco. Um, uh, uh, I mean, San Francisco, you can, you can flip-flop them. San Francisco is hot. I get it. I'm impressed by San Francisco, what the record is, what the record is. Um, well, no, Dallas, so, record, um, I mean, Dallas record is what the record is. Who are you talking about? Playoff record? What are we talking about? No, I'm talking about the record right now. So calm down. Calm oh, down. So, I mean, look, Dallas, Dallas is like one, what, Dallas is only like, what, one game? Yeah, better? that's what I'm saying. That's why I, I gave, yeah, yeah, yeah. San Francisco 7-4, they're one game better. The record no, that's is what fine. the record oh, yeah. is. That's uh, like yeah. the record. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're yeah, one game on. better than them. Yeah, come on. Yeah, okay, whatever. Right. See, now, now you're going to get to the uh, You're going to get the exact. That is fact, no. All right, <laughs> Jacksonville, Baltimore. Exactly. Exactly. So Dallas won the week last week. Exactly. I don't win the week. You wasn't here. Right. I had a win that's the week. good. Okay. That's good. That is good for you. They won the week. No, Dallas is a um, legit is. Super Bowl contender. Without I was moving on. To, I was moving on to Kirk Cousins. So you the one. Go, Kirk, no, go ahead. Go to Kirk Cousins. Go to Kirk. I was moving on to Kirk Cousins. <laughs> um, what I was saying, this circumstance is that um, Kirk Cousins has his team in the best record in the best position they've been in thus far. This is the incorrect time to be talking about if this is the time to trade Kirk Cousins. My belief is firmly the same belief as you, but let's let this year play out. He's playing better and better. Then, if you are going to move on from Kirk Cousins, then the question is who are you moving on from? Because Kirk Cousins, while he may not be top tier, he's very damn good in a league of below average quarterbacks. So, yeah, I know. It's, um, not, it's not an easy decision. That, no, I'm not saying it's a smart wait, no, Really quickly, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. The smart GM looks at his roster and looks where is the talent allocation now. So if you're going to move on from Kirk Cousins and you're going to go younger and you're going to go for somebody that you need to develop along, but you have so much high-value property at the, at the uh, 
uh, property, it's the wrong word. You have so many, uh, uh, you have so much money invested in the offensive side of the ball. Well, what are you going to do with that? And what is the reconstruction of your team, right? Because I can see a world where Cleveland and Justin Jefferson get very agitated if some, someone like a picket is in there throwing balls over their head and right. don't want to be in Minnesota for long term, right? Yeah. So it's like you got to look at things like that before you move on from Kirk Cousins because you don't think he gets get you the promise land, which I do agree with, but I don't know what other quarterback can get you there. Well, I mean, here, here's the thing. So I'm looking at his contract right now. Here, here's the good news for Minnesota. The good news is, all right, so, again, his contract number, the cap, I mean, his cap is it's not that big of a difference between this year, next year, and this year. Like, his cap hit this year is $31 million. <coughs> Excuse me, next year it'll be $36 million. So that's not like a dramatic jump, per se, especially when the cap goes up every year. After that, then ba- I mean, basically, basically after that, his cap, his caps, the contract basically, he's basically be a, will be somewhat of a free, will be a free agent after that. Okay, he'll be a free agent in twenty twenty four. So, to, the safe thing to do, which will, I think what they will probably do is they will probably bring he'll bring him back next year and then see where they go after twenty twenty three. So, to your point, yes, unless yeah. you have a unless you have a a just plan of action that's already in place has already been decided, similar to what. You know, Kansas City had when they went from Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes. That's one thing, but they there's no Patrick Mahomes on Minnesota right now. In like Minnesota doesn't. Yeah. That's not because they don't have a quarterback. So that, but you know, yeah. they they again there's again there's been again a lot of talk about what they will possibly do in the offseason when that decision comes up comes up. To your point, like you said, hard to find a quarterback. Hard to find even a Kirk Cousins type quarterback. That's how it's not like it's not that Ooh, many quarterbacks. So hard. It's very, no, very, very hard. Ask, ask Detroit, ask the Jets, ask the Commanders, ask a number of teams how hard it is. Ask the Dolphins, the Tua came along, how hard it is to find a quarterback. So, yeah, I would, like, you know, thinking about it, I, yeah, there's not, the draft is not deep with quarterbacks either, by the way. The draft is not, and they're not going to draft in that position and high, that high anyway in the draft. So, there'll be, there'll be a Viking next year in 2023. To be to say all that, um, Jacksonville, Baltimore, um, another <laughs> another for the ball, quarter, for the Baltimore, another the fourth quarter disaster for the Ravens. Uh, they yep. lose to a, ja- yep. a bad football team in Jacksonville. Um, they again find ways to just blow these leads. Uh, this is like the fourth. Double-digit lead, or lead, lead of at least nine points that they blown over the course of the season. Uh, I think if they don't make the playoffs, they're gonna look back at this particular at this loss in particular uh, as being the nail in the proverbial coffin. Um, just just a horrible loss, um, inexcusable. You know, it's one thing to lose to Miami, it's one thing to lose to Buffalo, but. You can't lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like just you just like in, in November at that. It, you lose them in September is one thing. Uh in the beginning of the year, things teams still have to And I watched those other two games. There was no excuse to lose those games. No. But those but no, but but the, those were clearly were better teams than what mm-hmm. than what Jacksonville is. That's my point. Like Miami's a, I get, I get Miami's, your point, yeah. Yeah. 
But yeah, yeah this yeah, one is like, yeah. yo, yeah. a November game against yeah. Jacksonville. You supposed to like you supposed to be. This is the time where teams are separating themselves. Or the good teams, like you see what Kansas City is doing, you see what San Francisco is doing, mm-hmm. you see what Dallas is doing. So if you're a good team, if you if you're really about that life as far as competing for a championship, you are starting to separate yourself at this point. November, December are the money months in the NFL, and Baltimore, yeah, despite are. that winning streak, but despite the winning streak Baltimore was on. Was I was not impressed with any of those wins, uh, to say the least. And Baltimore is still Baltimore. Like they, they are a team that's very easy to defend. Um, uh, they, you know, the defense has improved, but it's still not a nowhere near what it used to be. Uh, so they can't depend on that anymore. Um, and they, you know, out you got you have you have, you have Lamar Jackson and Justin Tucker, and that and that's it. Like. You know, that's that's all you have with Baltimore. So, again, this team, I, I don't think I think Cincinnati is going to win that division. I this Baltimore team, I, I keep hearing people talk about them well, being dangerous, possibly in the playoffs. I don't see it. I, I just they don't scare me. They, I there's no fear that I would have of Baltimore if they were to make the playoffs. None. Their offense is too limited, and their defense isn't good enough. Yeah, in my humble opinion. Yeah. No. It's yeah, so um they they go down and again their that division, uh AFC North is gonna come down to Baltimore, Cincinnati, uh in whenever they play. Probably I think it might be the last week, but some they're gonna play, they're gonna play in December, so uh they'll come to it'll come down to that particular game. Um deep dive. We're gonna look looking at the season up until this point, kind of ties in with what we discussed with the theme. With the uh, with the theme of uh, of this episode of this of this uh, of last week of this season in general, just some of those unexpected uh, happenings that have occurred. Um, what I've noticed, and especially the last five to six weeks, and especially with my team, and I've seen it around the league, talent being as spread out as it is, right. If you have a competent running game and a decent defense, you could be you could eat, you could be a, you're going you're more than likely going to be a playoff contender. Like I've seen teams revert back to the running game. We've had some just 40, 40 carry games, thirty five plus carry games, and I think I think that's like. Obviously, the weather starting to turn, but I think the more, the reason why you're seeing the teams revert back to the running game so much is I don't think te- I I just don't like it's just a lack. I I don't think teams trust their quarterbacks. I don't I don't I don't think they trust their quarterbacks, and I and and the run the run is there. Let's be honest with you. We we've gotten to you know we 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 discussed this at at nauseum. These the these defenses are all basically copycat. Too high safety. And what have you, and daring teams to run. So, if you have a competent running game with a decent defense, you're gonna have a chance, and you're gonna you're gonna win some games in this league. Because again, I'm watching it with my own team. Like we have a excellent front four and a running game that is pretty good, not great, but pretty good. So, and we and again, just not being afraid to stick with it. Like, well, you know, Washington will have. 20 carries for 50 yards and still run it if the game's close enough in the second half. 
Um, so I've noticed that in the last month or so. Yep. In regards to really, uh, in regards to teams just going out their way uh, to run the football, what are some things about the season up to this point um, that have kind of you've been kind of taken back by, or kind of you know notice a pattern of? Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I think like um, you know the the simple phrase, coaching matters. It just yes. does. You can tell the difference, um, especially um, because we've already outlined all the factors that, or outlined a lot of factors that make um, these teams as even as possible already. But where you can't have an advantage or a disadvantage is in coaching, and not just in game, but also in preparation. Um, and so um, the good teams. Surprise, surprise, have really good coaches, and the teams are not that good, really don't. And I think more so the thing that stuck out is just how obvious it is this year. It's been so blatant, like the Josh McDaniels, whoever the hell the coach's name is in Chicago, I can't remember right now, and uh, um the hackets have just been so glaringly wrong, just so glaringly bad in their choices and their decision making. It's been it's been wild to see it so obvious so many times in a season. I'm glad you brought Hackett. I'm, I'm so glad you brought him. Also, Todd Bowles is who we thought Todd Bowles was. What What about Todd Bowles? That also Ty Bowles is who we thought Ty Bowles was. Keep going. I was just taking a shot at Ty Bowles. Oh. <laughs> well, still still might yeah. win the division, but yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. Um, and and blank, blank that. Don't give me that bullshit. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Can't say win the division seven and nine, so whatever the record is. You clapping at that now? <laughs> See? You clapping at that? No, don't do that. Um, the, with the uh-uh. yeah, no, they got me that's just that's, 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 that's not scientized goals because that's that's AFC East, East, B. But that's coach then. Why is he coaching now? Yeah. No, that, I mean, listen, anyway. that, there are guys, he falls in the yeah, gang with Romeo Cornell. We, we, we knew about Josh McDaniels. We knew Josh McDaniels was going to be horrible. Like, we, like, we knew this. Like, I, I don't, that's not. I did. I definitely but did. We both did. No, you said you did? The Colts, the Colts wanted him. Not that I did, but there were teams that wanted him. The Colts yep. wanted him. The Raiders wanted him. And I know they were the only suitors. So obviously, a lot of people did think he was a bum. Yeah. But. Yes. Yeah. No. It's, <laughs> it, no. Yeah, you could be a boy I, if you wanted to be a boy, but he's a horrible head coach. No, he's yeah, no, he should not get a no, he should have got this job. So, let me again, Nathaniel Hackett. So, we've like we've talked a lot about Nathaniel Hackett over the course of this season with this podcast. Moldering crater, and I know there's been a lot of talk, uh, in regards to Russell uh, Wilson and his play this season. And I'm not, I'm not pretending by any stretch 
to be a Russell Wilson apologist for how he's played this season. What I will tell people is I cannot gauge Russell Wilson with this coaching staff. I'm sorry. I, I, like, I can't. I'm not, I'm not there yet with saying Russell Wilson is cooked. I'm not. I'm not. Because this coaching staff is, like I said, this Nathaniel Hack is, is the worst coach. It might be the worst coach in the league right now. He's up there. Like, I can't. I can't. I, mean, I just can't. I can't. I can't. mind about it. I can't. No, he is. No, he is. Right. To your point, he is. Yeah, so let me see Russell Wilson with a competent coach next year. And let's go. Let's move on from there. Like, I can't, I can't gauge him with this coach. I can't. Like, they, they don't have a clue what they, offensively, they have, they have zero, they, 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 they I don't know, I don't know what they're trying to do. They, they don't know what they're doing. So it's like, yeah, that's how bad it is. That's the point. You, you know, yeah, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know yet. Exactly. They don't know what they're doing. And yes, of course, you're going to have a defensive lineman yelling at the quarterback because our defense has been a top defense. Statistically, their their defense is average, it has only given up like sixteen points a game. So yes, that that yes, a defensive lineman is going to be pissed off the fact that they they have a Super Bowl defense. Okay, that's a defense you can win a Super Bowl with, right? Not anymore. Not anymore. No, <laughs> no, not this year. No, like that. As a matter of fact, if I match, if I I I, I, would, I would venture to say that their defense this year. Probably has better numbers than their Super Bowl winning defense with um, Peyton Manning a few years back. Well, okay. here let's let's chill on that just a little bit. I'm not saying no, no. I'm not saying like, like, it's good. I'm saying it's a no, I know, I know, no, no, no. I know you're not saying that. I feel like when we say this team has a Super Bowl winning defense, what we're saying essentially as a national media, that's just a phrase that this team has really good defense and cold that their offense sucks. The defense is really good and their offense sucks because, as we know. To win a Super Bowl without a quarterback, you got to be a historically great defense, yes. like an all-time, like all-time, all-time. Yeah. Those are Super Bowl win defense. And believe me, I lived this life in Buffalo where we had number one pass rushing, sat, like all the same defenses, but couldn't get shit done on the offensive side. That defense couldn't carry us. Those defenses couldn't carry us to the Super Bowl. So you need some semblance of an offense, some semblance. Otherwise, you have to be a – you have to be a – Hall, you have to be still Curtis, essentially. In price, even at that point in time. Yeah, no, that I mean, offensively, they've been this. This is they statistically have been one of the worst offenses in the last thirty years. That's how bad. That's how historically bad this offense has been. Like statistically, and, I, and this is this is the one I'm talking about with the loud and wrong with these coaches and everything like that. Like it used to be. Like, it would take stat nerds like me and you to be the da-da-da-da outline. Any boo-boo fool. My mother can watch a Denver game. She did and just was like, this is bad. <laughs> like, you don't need any. You could just look and just go, that doesn't look like they know what the hell they're doing out there at all. And I, I mean, like, I'll be honest with you. I, was only, I would have fired him. I would have fired Hackett in, in season. He'd have been going. I'm sorry. He'd been going. He'd been going in season. It's because it's, I think, I think it's because it's new ownership. Yeah. I think they, I think they're, like I said, Denver's in their own unique category. They're a smoldering husk of a franchise right now. Um, because they don't know what they're doing. They just don't know what they're doing over there. Um, 
So if I'm making a pro-Russell Wilson argument, the one I would say is similar to yours, which is we have seen Russell Wilson in the hands of a competent franchise for many years, and he flourished. And we've seen Nathaniel Hackett have one year as the head coach, and it's been the worst, which is more likely true. Russell Wilson was stuck in a horrible situation, or Russell Wilson made uh, Nathaniel Hackett a worse coach, right? Like, like it, of course, it's Russell Wilson. Now he's going to get a second chance to. I would argue, though, Robert Sapp personally would argue, two things can be true at once. And that's why we are seeing the worst in history, or one of the worst in history. I think we are seeing a head coach who is overwhelmed, not prepared, can't do the job effectively, and I see a franchise pushing all their chips on a quarterback who is done, who is cooked. So I think both are true at the exact same time, which is why watching which is why I would rather not watch the Denver Broncos play football. Let's just say that. <laughs> and I love watching football. I would rather not. No, I would it, rather it's, go it's, it's, it is, than to watch them play football. It's hard. It's, very, At all. it's hard. It's hard. It's very hard. It's hard watching that team. Um, looking, at, uh, looking at the playoffs, playoff standings right now um hold on we can get back to that uh let's go with stock up stock down stock up cincinnati Bengals. i've already explained why i love the direction that this team is going in have an all-world quarterback very good coaching staff excellent defensive coordinator um who seems to know how to take apart big time offenses that you know that can uh or seem to can, can curtail Offenses that that we saw him do in Kansas City last year, saw him take away Tennessee's running game this uh this past week. So they definitely are stock up, stock down. I'm going to switch this. I'm actually going to switch this. I thought I had changed it, but it didn't didn't go through. Ravens, yeah, I I, I think they're clear. I I changed this this early in my thought process this afternoon. I got the Eagles stock down. Um. The Eagles over the last three games have not played well. Uh, started with our game, with our loss. And, you know, great win for us. They undefeated. They were not going to go undefeated. Cool, you know, with divisional game. So didn't overreact to that particular loss. I loved it for our team, but I didn't overreact. I didn't go react from a to be negative Eagle, to be an anti Eagle with that loss. But then came the Indianapolis game. And that was the one I was like, ooh, God might have something here. They sure lost that game against a bad Indianapolis team that doesn't have a quarterback. Um, I I don't like what I'm seeing out of Philadelphia right now. And even with the Packer game, the Packers, you know, Packers aren't any good. We know that. And they the Packers were right there. You know, even Jordan Love comes in throwing throwing BBs. And again, <clears throat> Packers were right there in that game. That game shouldn't even be close. Um, again, they have a tough game. They have Titans eat. That'll be a very interesting game. Uh, they have uh, Tennessee this week. Don't like. I I think they're. I, I really would. I I think that 
the division is going to come down to that Philadelphia Dallas game on um uh second the twenty fourth Christmas Eve. Um, I, I really yeah. do. I think it's going. I think the division is going to come down to that game. Um, I again, I, I. I still, I mean, I think the Eagles still are in the in the conversation to get to a Super Bowl, but I just don't. I, I think there's some something, something missing with them right now. I can't necessarily put my finger on it per se. Uh, what are your thoughts? Um. So, uh, stock. If I had to give a stock up, I give a stock up to San Francisco. Um. I knew yes, yes, Christian McCaffrey would be a big uh, addition. Um, he is so dangerous and so multifaceted, and you just have to account for him when he's out on the field, whether he's getting the ball or not. And I think that just in general makes your offense better. And then with their defense getting healthier, we know we we've known for a long time. We think their defense has not given up defense. given up any points in the last four second halves. There you go. There you go. There you yeah. go. Yep. Uh, I think that's I think that's well said, um, and so and so you know so that 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 would be my stock up, uh, my stock down. I definitely you know I want to get I want to hit my team with a stock down, but but I, I'll I'll chill out on on the bills, um, on the on the stock down, and then um, I think he I think he went with the with the Eagles. oh um, yeah, I meant to change that Eagles, yeah Eagles. you went you went. Oh, yeah, that's right, because you, yeah, you went, yep. Okay, so then I'll do stock down on uh, Raven. Um, you know, like the, the <laughs> you are what you are. Sometimes you are what you are, right? Like, and, and, and um, I, I even got mad at myself looking at the score of that game and thinking, Baltimore had the game and then checking it later and seeing that they had given up the lead. I was like, you know better. You know who they are and you let yourself be fooled again by who they were. Um, and so I think like that's why I stopped down. It's like um, you can't be in the conversation of being a good team in this league and being a team that can compete for championships and do that you just can't so um so for that reason that's why i'm stocked down on the Ravens. yeah no i mean like i said i had them first um for most of the week before i thought about philadelphia uh this afternoon no you you can't like you you can't be a bad fourth quarter team and us and me us take you serious like that's just don't that's counter that's that goes counter uh intuitive to what a good NFL team is. Like that you just no, I'm sorry, you can't blow big leads. Yeah, no, that it doesn't make it's it's no, you're not. Can't take you serious. Even if you do make the playoffs, no, I'm sorry. Um can't. Um question for Sat, are the 49ers the team to beat in the NFC? Um, no, no, the Eagles are still the team to be. For the 49 year Um, I disagree. 
I think it is the 49ers. If I were ranking the MCs, the MC teams right now, I would go 49ers, Dallas, Philadelphia. In that order. I think this team is peaking like at the perfect time. Uh we know McCafferty, if he's on the field, is a problem. And I just think they've, like I said, they've gotten healthy at the right time. Like a couple weeks ago, they got back like eight players, eight starters. Um, that running game is just whew, the physicality, the running game, what they do. Uh, Shanahan with the play calling, I, 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 that's a team that's a scary, scary team um, for anybody, NFC or AFC, to play, uh, particularly in the NFC. I know. Kansas City destroyed them again. When Kansas City destroyed them, they did. Like I said, they were missing a bunch of starters in that, like in that game, a bunch of players they were missing. And that's all due respect to Kansas City. Kansas City can put, you know, could put that, you know, they we know it, Mahomes and what they can do. But as the the last four games, like I said, no one has scored in the second half um, against that defense. That defense is the number number one defense in the league right now. Uh they like like I said, this is a physical they are a physical team that is built for the playoffs. And quietly, nobody really is talking about this. Quietly, Jimmy G has played well. Um played some of his best football uh since he became a 49er. Um now again, I, he's still the question mark. Like he's still the weak link. Like if I if there's a part of that team that I don't that I don't completely trust is of course Jimmy G. But if he's your weak link, then you have I uh, you should like your chances because he's still a very good player. And and still like this season he has not made for the most part, especially the last five, six weeks, has not made those critical mistakes that can lose you a game. Now again, you could get to the Super Bowl and he could throw two or three interceptions in the Super Bowl. We know it's Jimmy G. Or the NFC Championship is that <laughs> it is Jimmy G, but when I'm looking at culture, I'm looking at coaching, I'm looking at a team that you know two of the last four years have been in the conference championship, went to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, lost to Kansas City. They have some of those, a lot of those players. They have they have uh, they're you know they have on the team now, especially on the defense end. Trent Williams is destroying people at the offensive line. He's like turning, he turned into all time great as an offensive lineman. He's just like I, I, what he's doing to people just is, is, is he's one of the best players in the league. That's how dominant he's been uh, at that tackle position. So I really like what like I I like this team a lot. They're going to win that division. Um, see, because Seattle is headed in the opposite direction. They already have Seattle. They are they already have Seattle basically by two games. They have they beat them earlier. The season they have another game against them, uh, and it seems like Seattle kind of has had you know his little hot spell, and they've come back down to earth, which we you know not not shocking, but um, they're going to win that division. So uh, and again, I this is a team that home field doesn't it doesn't matter with them. They they can come anytime. They went to Green Bay last year. They should have beat should have could have beat easily beat the Rams, uh, beat Dallas last year at in Dallas. It doesn't matter where they play. They are they they similar to the Titans. Their game travels anywhere, anywhere, and you are not going to be more physical than them. You're not. There's not. There's not a team that's going to push them around. So, um, 
I have them as a team to be. Now, again, not by uh, it's not like heads and shoulders, of course not. The MC, you know, the, the, I I feel this. I, I there's talking about the MC. There's no one in the MC that 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 terrorizes me. I'm looking at like I'm looking at as a Commanders fan, right? And we we, we have a hard road to make the playoffs. Schedules our schedule is brutal, but. If we do get in the playoffs, or if you do get in the playoffs and you're an MC team, if you have your quarterback and you're relatively healthy, you should you should like your chances. Look at the quarterbacks. I don't trust I, I don't trust Jimmy G. I don't trust Dak Prescott. I don't trust uh who else? Uh Daniel Jones, if they make it. I don't like I mean an old Tom Brady. Nope. I don't not this not this Tampa Bay Tom Brady. Nope. Or this Tampa Bay team in general. Um, I'm leaving. I'm, no, I'm leaving. I, Jalen Hurts. Not. I'm sorry. I, I just don't. The quarterbacks in the AMC. I like. Like I said, this is not. This is where to bring back what we talked about earlier. You don't have a MVP Aaron Rodgers or MVP caliber Tom Brady to deal with anymore this year. So you get in the playoffs. You are going to be healthy. You should like your chances. Yeah. What happened? No, I just said agreed. It just feels more wide open. Yeah, no, no question. So, I, again, right now I think the 49ers are the best team in the NFC, but, you know, any, we, anything, the NFC playoffs are going to be insane. I mean, the playoffs in general are going to be insane, I think, because I think I just don't, like I said, we talked, spoke about this earlier, there's just not a dominant team out there. Who won the week? Uh, Cincinnati. Uh, you go on the road, you beat one of the hottest teams in the league. And you basically beat them at their own game. Like you beat you out physical Cincinnati, Tennessee, which is very hard to do. Uh, so to me, they won the week. They soon will be getting back Jamar Chase, who is, of course, we know one of the best receivers in the league when healthy. And, um, you know, just gives them another dynamic weapon to go along with Higgins and, and Boyd and, and those guys. Uh, who won the week for you? Yeah, um, I, I, I was trying to think about this. I mean, it, it felt like a fairly um, even week, but I'll go with um, Kansas City won the week because uh, for the first time this year, they are the Super Bowl favorites. So Kansas City won the week. Yep. Okay. Yep. They are, and Mahomes, rightfully so, is the MVP favorite. It will take a prohibited favorite. That It will take a lot. For Mahomes not to win an MVP outside of an injury, I yeah, he's going to be MVP this year, and, and rightfully so. He's been you know spectacular. Yeah, uh, biggest disappointment. Uh, so this is why I did the Ravens are the biggest disappointment to me. We go into Jacksonville and just lay an egg and blow a lead. Yeah, no, that you you can't lose that game. Again, you can't lose that game trying to make the playoffs, trying to win the division. So they were my biggest disappointment. Um, biggest disappointment for me, Russell Wilson. Like I, I like let's let's keep all things real and all things facts right now. Um it, everything could be going to hell in handbasket with your head coach with everybody. But at a certain point, man, damn it, you gotta have some pride. What was it? Third second quarter minus passing yards? In the third quarter, sometime in the third going into the third quarter, 10 yards passing, whatever. Point being, it was ridiculous. That is not a professional NFL quarterback at any level. Get it together. Right out. Just get it together. 
Um, can't happen. Not acceptable. Biggest disappointment of the week. Russell Wilson and his ability to pass the ball forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's. Yeah, I mean, no. He's, yeah, at the same point. At the same point, yeah, you no. putting this tape out there. Yep. You can't go my coach, my coach, my coach. No, brother, that was you that that damn near didn't throw for ten yards. Yeah, no, no. I listen. He, yeah, I'm not. Uh-huh. I when I when I when I made the comments about Wilson earlier, I was not defending his play this year. I was more. It was more about. I didn't think he was cooked, but no, he has not played well. Let's not get that. I don't get don't get my words twisted. My my, my thoughts confused. If anybody think I was defending Russell Wilson from that standpoint in terms of his, his performance, no, his performance has been horrible. But I think there, you know, is a. I think you know, looking at that offensive coaches, that coaching staff, I, I think there's a big reason why one of one of the reasons why his performance has been horrible. But but to your point, listen, this guy's going to be in the Hall of Fame someday. You have a Super Bowl ring. You should be able to inspire your coach. You should be able to put it to look like a competent offense. Yes, you should be competent. I'm not. I'm not. Even, I'm not asking you to flourish. Not even asking you to be very, very good. Just be competent. Like your team. Like with with that defense, your team should be in the playoff run without question. Without question, with that defense, uh, a big week. 13, uh, this probably up to this point, I think is the best week that we've had this season in terms of the matchups. Um, Miami, San Francisco, I mean, you talk about, you know, styles making fights. Uh, you're talking about one of the most explosive offenses versus the number one defense right now. Um, I got to talk about, yo, if you want to talk about a turnaround, and I, I saw, I saw I spoke about the commanders and their in season turnaround. How about a person? How about a player in season turnaround with Tua Tagovailoa? So, <laughs> like six weeks ago, basically, uh, seven weeks ago, however long it's been, we were wondering He's about. Dead. Like I was just like, yo, I, I was like, this, I, is, this dude ever, is he like, ever play quarterback him. again? Is he ever going to forget? Forget about me. Forget about. Flourishing. I was worried about his health and his safety. Yes. His life. I was about his like yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, yo. yes. And over the last since that Pittsburgh game, it was rushing in Pittsburgh game, but after that, um, he has been outside of my home. I mean, he's played as well as any quarterback in the league. Like, seriously. Like he's been he's legit. He I mean, now Mahomes is gonna win it no, MVP, but Tua like, is a top like, four, top five MVP candidate right now. He's played that well. Seriously, he's a monster. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So this is like, like I said, we thought it was gonna be one way, but it's the other. Like this, this is what I'm talking about here. Like I, I like again, I no, we're not even talking about the concussions anymore. We're not talking like that's not even a story. It's not. It's not even. It's he like he his play has singular has singularly destroyed that storyline. It's destroyed it. Like they're not even talking about it at all. So. um He's playing great, and he's had to play great because their defense has been shaky in some of these games. Uh, what are your thoughts on this on this uh, matchup of great offense versus great defense? I, I'll give you, my, I'll give you my, my thought. This is the best compliment I could give. I, I was looking at something uh, NFL-related, and my brother was next to me. Um, 
and he's a Dolphins fan. And I just and it had it just no, we weren't having a conversation about it or anything like that. I looked at it and I was like, the Dolphins are going to win the AFC East. It just hit me like that. It hit me like a ton of bricks. How good they are. Um, I have the Dolphins in this game. They're very good. He was real. I've never, I've actually never really doubted him like that. Um, so he's always been real, but it's very real now. That team's very real. <laughs> Ty- Tyreek Hill is everything and more that he's built to be. All the, all the things, all the things. Um, so could not love Miami more, but it is a, it would be a fantastic game to watch and to see how they they um they match up against each other, particularly the in game match. The in game matchup is gonna be so much more important because like you said on paper, the style that the Dolphins play is the absolute antidote to the forty ers defense. And um if on paper the Miami Dolphins are more talented than the um, than the 49ers are on offense, but the 49ers' dynamic playmakers on offense make it hard to quantify um, how good they really, really are. Um, so even though I really like the Dolphins, and I do, I do like the Dolphins, um, the 49ers are a fascinating team, how they're playing right now. Um, which could easily be top in the NFL, uh, NFC. The Dolphins are really good, though. They're just really, really good. Yeah, very, again, very fascinating game to watch. Um, I like I've seen them nice. come in. I was worried they would get here this fast, and they are. They're here. They're here. They no, they're here. They're here. Um, they're without here. question. Yeah, I like San Francisco in this game. Very, I think it's going to be a very close game. I just, I think that running game will limit, will do enough to limit um, Miami's offense as far as keeping in terms of time of possession and keeping them off the field. I think that will be, to me, the difference. I think Miami will have moments, their moments against San Francisco's defense. Like you said, they can spread them out, do some things. Uh, we saw, you know, we, you know, the lat we saw for Kansas City did because they're not calling two of my holes, but they have a lot of weapons. They have a lot of weapons. Uh, does that does Miami? So, but again, very uh, great game to watch, uh, aesthetically and stylistically. Um, the Mike White Jets taking on, yeah, I, know, y'all. I swear, people, we're picking <laughs> people and we're gonna get there. But people overlook the NFC East. We do this all the time. So much. Everybody knows everything about the NFC East, no matter how bummy and crappy their teams <laughs> are. And then it's just like, what? You just said, dude's got weapons. What? Hill and Waddle are dominant. Yes. Dominant. Yes. No, they he are. doesn't just have weapons. Those are nuclear arsenal yes, level weapons. Like, that, like, no, you can't dismiss that. They're a nice little spread out. Game, San Francisco gets down by 10. Game over. Over. Yes, yeah, over. No, they, they can't yeah. keep up with them. No. Oh, no. No, 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 no. No. 
So San Francisco got all the problems in the world matching up against this. Yeah, team. no, every it, problem. Yeah, no, that is it's no <laughs> team can match up with these two receivers. No, uh, uh-uh, no, no. I guys stand up for my SCE. Sure, no, no, SCE's been great. No, so yeah, no, we didn't talk enough in the Minnesota New England about despite their dysfunction, New England has played well this year. Oh my God! Yes, they have. Despite, I mean, despite the we got to be keeping a buck. They've they've looked. They've played well. They've. I mean, yeah, I can't. Yeah. I can't knock them. I can't knock them based based on you know some Bill Belichick press conferences and some earlier goings ons. But as far as the on the field play <coughs> over the last month or so, you know, they played. They played well too well. No, the division. That division has been great. No, that division has been. That division has been great. Um, so the Jets, Minnesota. Uh, let's talk about uh, before we even get to this game. So, <laughs> you know, Jets quarterback situation. So, uh, and I followed it very closely over the course of the last couple of weeks. First of all, <laughs> the loss against I watched. I watched almost every play of that New England Jets game um, last week. Oh, when you scared to throw the ball? It was yeah. It was some of the like. I've, it's, it's hard you for me to remember. It. It's hard for me to remember a game where two, where two coaches did not trust either one of their quarterbacks. To, like, like, no, we're not. You're not going to be this. No, you're not going to be this. <laughs> like, so, I'm watching that game. And, um, you know, New England gets the punt return. They win. What have you? What have you? And then out, you know, you look at you watch the Zach Wilson press conference, and it was like, like, ooh, like nah, be. This guy, like, nah, I, I get. I've never been a Zach Wilson guy. I never was. I never, I never was a Zach Wilson guy no, coming out. No, never, no, no, never. I, I, he was on that list with Trey, with Trey, uh, Trey Lance and Justin Fields, a guy of guys who I told you earlier in the season should not, are not, should not even be starting this season as quarterbacks. They're not ready. Um, he was right there, but I'm like, yo, B, like, not like you, like, no, you're bad. Like not like you like you you are like he's not just a not only is he not a NFL starting quarter, quarterback I don't I, like I don't think he's a I don't think he's an NFL quarterback like I, I don't I don't I can't because I'm looking at the team the Jets have two All Pro caliber players on defense right you have Quentin Williams is an All Pro and, and and the the quarterback is up there for defensive player year Saucer he's been that good he's been dominant as a cover as a cover guy. You've been the best corner in the league in uh saucer. So the Jets mm-hmm. defense is real. They can run the ball. I'm like, no, you this dude is the problem. Like you are you are the ones. That's why when they when they benched him, I was like, yes. This like no, you can you can't you can't be the reason why we don't make the playoffs. We haven't made the playoffs. Right. We, we've been a bad franchise for years upon years upon years. You can't be the reason. I was 100% with Robert Sala. No, you cannot be the reason why we don't make the playoffs. So that, I, that's Zach, the point. That's the point. That's the point, right. Zach Wilson errors should mm-hmm. be over. You sometimes, I don't care about the number two pick. You Sometimes you got to cut your losses and move on. Mike White, again, I'm not jumping on no Mike White bandwagon by all. Mike White, I don't know what Mike White it is. He's had two, he's had played two games this year and has played well in them. Mike White at best, at worst, Bought them some time, right? So I think Mike White will buy. I think the Jets probably will get in the playoffs. 
and I think Mike White uh, will buy them some time, um, at least for this season, um, to go into the next offseason looking for their next quarterback. Um, but not but knowing that Zach Wilson is not that dude. So right. yeah. Like, no, like I just like first of all, like even I don't care what throws he can make. He can't play in New York. He can't handle it. He can't just do it. from a mental standpoint, he cannot play in New York. We talked about earlier yeah, on the yeah, podcast yeah. about big pressure, about your team handling the pressure yeah. of just expectations. This dude cannot handle New York. Period. He can't. So even beyond the physical skills that he does have and beyond or beyond the stuff that he's not doing in terms of reading defenses or just bad decisions, all that stuff, he mentally is not built for New York. And at the quarterback position, you that doesn't – it's not going to fly. It's just not in, the, in, in in New York City. It's just not. Um, so uh, I think the Jets will win this game, though, uh, to be honest with you. Um, I, 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 like I said, I think that was a night that that was a big win for them against Chicago last week, just to feel good about themselves, even though Chicago's bad, but just to get that taste out of the New England loss out of their mouths and just, and now, you know, look, having a, having a competent, Mike White at worst is competent. He looks like a competent NFL quarterback. I'm not saying he's good or going to be great, but he looks like a competent, like he can complete a pass. He can throw the ball forward which Zach Wilson had a lot of trouble doing um, over the course of the last two years. So I think it's going to be a very close game. Um, What are your thoughts about this game? Here's the only thing that I need to say, and it's very simple, to settle all the things that I talk about. The Jets are undefeated when the offense scores 17 points. Right. That's it. That's it. Not allowed to ask your quarterback. No. Nope. More than 17. Nope. So that's it. That's how good that defense is. Yes. Yeah. I do. So I have confidence Mike White can get you 17 more often than Zach Wilson. Yes. Without question. Therefore, you go with Mike White. It's just that simple. Yep. If this team was not a playoff team, we'd be having a different conversation. A little bit of a different conversation, because um, I don't think that close to play at all. Um, but uh, but I could see why you want to just continue, continue just to just to see. But um, you owe it to that team to try to make the playoffs. You yes. just owe it to the rest of the people in that locker room. Yeah. So no, you absolutely cannot start Zach Wilson at all ever. <laughs> why you have a why have a chance to make the playoffs? You just cannot. It's a wrap on that, and you probably did two games too late. Yeah, no, he no. This like he was playing. I mean, all the numbers. The every, and he was playing some of the worst quarterback. He was the worst starting quarterback in the league by the numbers. Like it just. I fight for have to prove it though. That was nice. What you did, Chicago. Now you got Minnesota, Buffalo, Matt. Yes, I prove it. Yep. for real. Yep, yep. Um, Tennessee, Philadelphia again. Another just just great matchup of two physical teams. Uh, two teams that love, of course, love the running, love the running ball, running game. Excuse me. Two mobile quarterbacks, of course. One at this point more mobile, a lot more mobile than the other, considering the age. Um, very interesting. Two two teams coming off games where they didn't play 
that particularly well. I don't think, I mean, I think, well, I shouldn't say that. Offensively, like Philadelphia did what they did. Defensively, they did not. Tennessee, of course, uh, came off a tough loss. So uh, two teams that will be in the playoffs this year, uh, two teams that have Super Bowl, you know, thoughts. Um, again, this game will be defined by who can stop, slow down the run. I don't think either one of these teams is going to stop each other from running, but who can slow down the run? What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I essentially agree with that one. Um, whoever can slow down the run is a team that's going to win. And I, ooh, I like in this game. I, I'm leaning towards Tennessee. I'm down on Philadelphia right now. I'm down. I got to admit, I'm a little down on Philadelphia. Yeah, I am not down on Philadelphia. That's, you, you got that. But um, I'm going, yeah, Philadelphia. Uh, Kansas City, Cincinnati, of course, a rematch of last year's AFC Championship, where Cincinnati, of course, came back from that 21-3 deficit and did what they did in the second half of that game. Um, great game uh, with the quarterbacks, with both teams playing at the top of their games right now. Kansas City playing their best football. I don't even care about that Ram game. They they basically just play they they didn't take the Rams serious like they they wouldn't they didn't care they not saying they weren't trying to win the game but they they, they I wouldn't be surprised if Kansas City was running stuff that they run in practice play, running stuff that they that they want that they want to run into the preseason like I I just don't think they had any respect for the Rams last week considering all the injuries that the Rams had so I tossed that game out uh in terms of my thoughts on Kansas City uh they will be up for this game without question um, the you know last time these two teams played, we saw what Kansas Cincinnati was able to do uh, against uh, Kansas City's defense, Kansas City's offense. I don't think that will be the case in this game. Um, I think Cincinnati is going to have to put up some points in this game because Kansas City's offense is a machine right now. Patrick Mahomes is playing as well as he's ever played. Um. Minus the MVP season when he had like 50 touchdown passes. Um, tough game for Kansas City. Tough game for Cincinnati to win, to be honest with you. I know they're playing well, but don't think that Kansas City, uh, you know, Kansas City has some payback definitely on their mind uh, being denied a uh, second straight Super Bowl appearance at home. Um, so I like Kansas City in this game, but again, it should be a fun game. To watch and again, the, the the key to me would be if he does play and he's expected to play. How much does Jamar Chase? How many plays? How much does he have in the tank? Considering how much time he's missed, they're gonna need him in the worst way. Uh, to to you know, they're gonna have to score some points in this game because they're not they're not they're not holding Kansas City under twenty seven points. I feel. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree with that. Um, it would stun me if Kansas City lost this game. But the great thing about this game is that no matter what the score is at any point in time, you have to watch to the end because um, I described this game as I've described every game they've played in this, this Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes era. Um, I think Kansas City's the better team, but then. Somehow, some way, Cincinnati wins the game at the end, no matter what the score is in the first half. 
So um, I have to watch this whole game, but um, I'm pretty certain Kansas City is the better team. I'm pretty certain this. And like you said, um, you know, those, those are bad L's they took last year. So they have, they'll have some extra ink and motivation behind this one. So I picked Kansas City in this game. And finally, um, the and this game is going to be tomorrow, right? Thursday night game. Uh, New England and Buffalo. Uh, now, again, Thursday night, uh, we know these games are very, can get very wonky, to say the least. Uh, short week. Um, now, Buffalo has had, uh, Buffalo will have a regular, be on regular schedule because they played last Thursday, played on Thanksgiving, of course. Short, short week for New England coming off a very physical game against the New York Jets, uh, you know, division in, in division game. Um, I think I mean I feel like you guys are going to win it, but I, I I feel like I should be more confident in that than than what I am. Um, yeah, I, like I th- I mean I think you guys will win it, but uh, again I'm not like I said I'm not I, I'm not as confident as I should be. Uh, in terms of uh, this matchup, well, what you know? What are your thoughts on on you know how your team is playing? Yeah, take that take that should be out of it. That narrative is dead. That's only people who don't know. Like like it's just about winning games. Now. There's there's nothing else. It's just about winning games. One point, half a point, whatever it is. It's winning games. It's that simple. That's the only narrative. There is no none of that other stuff that we saw at the beginning of the season. The days is gone. That's not a thing anymore. So. If just disregard anybody continuing, like we should be doing more. No, we are lucky to get three, to win by three. Like that, that not lucky. That's the point. Like they, we're not in that, we're not in that phase anymore. What you saw early in the year. With that being said, we're only two in the division. We gotta have this game. We gotta win it. Gotta win it. Got to. No other choice. Got to. No other choice. If we can't win it, then we then damn talking about um, even um, where we're going to be at in the playoffs is are we going to make the playoffs. Um, Got to have this game. So, Buffalo by three. But it will be. It, it should be a fight. It should be a fight. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be, listen, New England's defense has played well for the most part over the last month or so. Again, I know Minnesota was able to put up 30 against them. But um, this will be again, again. That's going. I mean, it's going to be decided at the line of scrimmage. Like it, like most of these games are with these two teams in this division, uh, and especially with these two particular teams. Like it's going, like you know, running the ball, stopping the run. Um, that will, you know, and that's going. Listen, you're going to see a lot of games decided like that in the NFL in, in December. Like it's going to be become a. Uh, like I said, the running game is, is is I'm not saying it ever went anywhere, but the running game has been very prevalent over the course of this last six weeks or so. And I, I only think that's gonna I only think that's going to increase that much more in December. Like I I, I think teams are just gonna try to go out their way to run the football. Um the team that has the most rushing yards in this game, minus a bunch of turnovers and something crazy happened, will win this game. That's that that's my prediction. Uh, and I think Buffalo will be able to negate the New England 
doing a running game and make and and you know and and kind of reestablish their running game um and run the ball better uh run the ball just a little bit better um in this game again i i expect a close game uh i to your point past that point where dominant team and you know you know uh win by 17 20 points yeah i got it I've seen enough. I've, we've watched Buffalo last month to say to, to tell you, you know, that's not going to happen from that standpoint. Um, so there you go with week uh, thirteen again. Great, great weekend, great Sunday, uh, great week uh, of football starting off with tomorrow with Buffalo and New England. A couple of things we already talked about: Mike White, the Sean Watson returns. Um, so again, a talented Cleveland team. Uh, they will. Who are they playing? Let me look up their schedule. Who's Cleveland playing? Houston. They're playing Houston. Houston. Yes, he's going to be. Yes, exactly. I don't know why I didn't remember that. Yes, so he's going to return to his you know old stomping ground mm-hmm. in Houston. You've already talked. You've already heard about you know a number of groups that are going to be out there protesting. Um, you know. Is it, yep, yep. Now I mean now it's now it's about the fire storm. Yeah, this is kind of they did it. Everybody, everybody watching this, all eyes open, all the things. So now it's the reaction. Yeah. Um, right, now he has to get up in front of the media every day and yeah. all this stuff. So now, now, now it's about how all of that is handled. That's what it switches to. Does this play on the field justify everything that is going to happen? And does his comment make it worse? Does it keep it the same? Make it worse or keep it or or um or take it down or not? Is going to be the key now. How he reacts to criticism and how he plays on that field. Yeah, I mean we're gonna see. Both equally important. Both yeah, equally we're going to see important. what he's made of from a character standpoint. I ain't even talking about his skills as a football player, but just his, 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 like, like how mentally tough this dude is. Because to your point, this is not like now, like I said, you're, you're the starting quarterback. You are the only p- player in NFL history to receive a fully guaranteed contract. Okay. There are a number of people, there are a few people. Uh, more than a few that didn't that do not want you on their team, let didn't want you, don't even want you in the NFL, right? Let alone playing on their team. So, uh, you know, will you know will that affect his play on the field? Will that yep. affect his play? Yep. And because that that team, you know, their on the field team is very talented. Like they have a very talented. We know how talented that team is, offensively with the running game. Uh, they, you know, despite their four and seven record, they have been um, in a number of these well, games. That's, that's they've been, they've been in a few of these. They've been in a couple of the last couple of games. They've been close. Yeah. I mean, they beat Tampa Bay, so they won that game and you know played. You know, I don't think y'all game was as close as it was, but you know. But anyway, they their individual they, games don't their individual games don't matter. I mean, it's just no, like forget, they, yeah. they were holding they were holding water until this moment, um, and this is the reason why they felt like 
it was worth the risk because they knew the team or they believed the team that they had was was Super Bowl worthy talent around the quarterback position that they needed to upgrade the quarterback position to see. So this this essentially is an audition for next year. Right. Or putting the lead on notice for next year. Because the Browns aren't making a playoff. No, no, zero, no, zero so chance, no. This is this is this is just the this is this is to put the rest of us on notice. Yeah, we'll watch to put on the show out there and be like, "Oh shit, he still is the top five, top three talent in the league." If he is in Cleveland, my goodness, they're good. <laughs> if he is, yeah. If he is that, yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, considering a lot of things, consider. I mean, remember he hasn't played in you know basically almost what now it'd be what he didn't play all of last year, so it's almost in essence you know two years that he hasn't played. So yeah. from that standpoint, you know, I the last, to knock off. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yep. So a lot again, of potential frustration to build up, and then then he's going to get asked the questions over and over again. Yeah, this is this is. This is where it gets real. It's going to get very, very real. Yeah, there's no, yeah, this is what we said. We're going to see what he's made of uh, from that standpoint. Um, Miami Chargers have been flexed to, uh, in week 14, um, I think to the Sunday. Oh, that's the game that replaced Kansas City Denver. Yes. Yes. Miami San Diego? Yes. I believe so. Yes. Good. Okay. Good. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. That's yep. a good one. So they uh, week fourteen. Yes, Sunday night. Hold on. Yes, because they moved Kansas City. Kansas City Denver has been moved to four or five. So that. So yes, but the Sunday night game would be Dolphins Chargers. Uh, Chargers, of course, are always entertaining, um, and Dolphins are who they are right now. So yes, thankfully. So thankfully. Uh, that game is flexed. I know. <laughs> I wish that I, I need the NFL. I know. I know. Is that me going the same? I place? wish. I mean, they're, 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 so yep. So get those flexible the schedule, so the, schedule this, the schedule this week, like I said, is great. But the primetime games is some shit. Like, let's be honest. Like mm-hmm. Cow, now, Cowboys Colts will do a big number because it's Sunday night and it's the Cowboys. But the the right. But they have the 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 Tampa Bay the uh New Orleans game not and I don't think I don't think ESPN could I don't think the NFL can flex ESPN games to Monday night I think those games are in lock I think only the Sunday night not games. now yeah no not now yeah, yeah only Sunday night games can be but flexed. damn that New Orleans, I, w- man. I want the NFL to work out a system where they can flex Monday and Thursday night games yes. as well yes well Thursday is fine. Thursday, th- this week, Thursday is fine. Like I think the Thursday has been solid. For no, I'm not. I'm, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Though. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I'm talking about in general. In general, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah I, I got you. Um, that's yeah, the, that's the point. If if things don't pan out the way you thought they were going right. to pan out with the yes. team, get them out of there. If, yeah, if you can flex a Sunday night game, that you know, yeah, it don't, if you can flex a Sunday night game, I mean, there's a billion different logistics. I just they that's why I want them to figure out over the I'm not talking of course not this year over the over the yeah, I mean no to your point it's not that complicated let's no, I mean it's not thank God we don't have to watch Kansas City oh my God oh, I don't want to see that yeah, game no. right yeah. so it's like but but it, obviously because we saw how much then was on the television the early part obviously the NFL was like oh this is gonna be great 
in their mind's eyes when when that happened, it's like, no, it got great. You know, get them out of there. Um, so yeah, they could do that with Sunday Night Fantasy because that's what's negotiated and all the different television contract, all the different pieces, everything like that. We need to make that happen. No, all right. So, so, so the point. Night, I don't even know. care. Listen, just I don't even care about the Thursday night game to be honest with you. So you don't even have to flex that. Just Sunday and Monday nights. Because I don't even, I, I never have high expectations on a Thursday night game anyway. Now, this year, the Thursday night games have been, some of the Thursday night games have actually been pretty good. But just Sunday and Monday. Like you got to be, if you can flex Sunday, you should be able to flex Monday too. So, they, like, yeah, I don't even care about the Thursday night game. Because sometimes, like, here's even, my point. And this is my beef with the NBA when, it, when they was doing, when they was going through all of the players. Your nationally televised games are your most important games. Because. Okay. Okay. Those are the ones where you showcase to the most audience. So, no, be, I'm not okay with that. No, 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 but, but, but let's go back to Thursday night. night. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Thursday night, showcase night. No, Thursday night is no longer a national televised. That's probably, you consider prime video national television? Like, there's not on NBA. It's not. It's I, not. I, I, it, it is your, it's your, you're advertising that game as your prop. Like, this is our product. Right. So, it's on, yeah, they're, they're trialing it on what will be the future because this will be the future this will be how sports are consumed in the future so they're they're partnering early trying to figure it out early and everything like that so i agree with you it's not in as many homes as a cps game is by any stretch of the imagination i hear that 100 percent, but it is still a game you're putting out there and saying this is the best our product has to offer because you're giving it to a trial audience, a, a half of, you could assume, aren't even that interested in football like to the level of the other half are. So you, you're bringing in all viewers. So you want entertaining games with people that you know on those nights. That's just my thought process with it. So I would love to be able to be flexible in circumstances or this is my ultimate argument. In circumstances when the national product is going to be available for a wide ranging audience, not just the local people who understand and know that team, but a wide audience that the best product is on the field. And if the best product meaning two teams, one of them are not uh, don't does not have the chance to be equally as competitive as the other team, then having the option to flex out. I understand the logistics, understand the changing dynamics of the team. I would just love the flexibility of being able to put different teams, a different game in that slot. If if you're relatively certain, it's not going to pan out. You're not going to be able to put the best product. I I totally understand understand what you're saying, but I, to me, I'm not willing to sacrifice a Sunday game for a Thursday game, Thursday night game. I'm just not like, there's one thing putting on a better Sunday game for a Sunday night game or a Monday night game. But I, I just don't like Thursday night is just not just, just my thought as a football consumer. I don't get wrapped up in the Thursday night game like that, unless it's a big time matchup. And, you know, I don't even have expectations that these games, the Thursday night games are going to be big time matchups. Matter of fact, I prefer that the Thursday night games don't be big time matchups because of how just that, that short rest and how, like, I don't think we get the best gauge of 
Uh, I don't think the quality of the game sometimes could be lacking. And also, I don't think we get the best gauge of the result based on how short the week is. That's my personal opinion. Then no games on Thursday. If well, okay, fine. Fine. Field, fine. Then no, it fine. I, I could. I agree. With, I, can, I agree with that. I don't. Then, then, I, then I can't hear that. But that's not the reality situation. So no, it's not. But, more yeah, if we had no games on Thursday, I'd be cool with that. But I, like I know, I talk, again. I totally understand what you're saying, and, and what you're saying makes sense. We want for our for any prime time game, we we want the best possible um, product uh, that we can get, but. Again, I, I just Thursday to Thursday in football to me with football has always is not always, but in the re, in recent years because there was a time where when ESPN did the Thursday night games that they were you know it was great, uh, or very good, but that was you know my child years. Was that yeah? It was that one year. Yeah, yeah. It was just like it's just like what is going on? All these games are fantastic. Yeah, but uh, but even though, but even back in the day, yeah, even back in the day, I mean Thursday night was yeah Thursday night was a, a prominent night for uh for had not prominent, but they had they they would have solid games for the most part, uh for the most part. But I know what you're saying. I just don't like I said I. I Again, I, my focus is just more on the Sunday night, Sunday, Sunday, Monday night um, deal. But again, I, I completely get uh, what you're saying. Regardless, we're happy that Miami Chargers are playing versus Tennessee and Denver. That that was certainly the move um, to uh, to make uh, if you're the NFL. Um, how many teams? Before I let you go. How many teams you think? Do you think can win the Super Bowl as we stand here on November thirtieth? So I was just going over the mental in my in my mind. So if I think about the top in the AFC, Kansas City, yes, Buffalo, yes, Miami. I'm not sure about. Um, and then after that, you're talking about Cincinnati, San Diego. Um, so uh, I would say in the AFC, if, if I'm saying realistically, who can I envision winning the Super Bowl? It's Kansas City, it's Buffalo, possibly my, Miami. I just need to see a little bit more, more out of them. When I look over in the NFC, I look at Philadelphia, I look at Dallas. Um, and then, uh, but like there's one I'm forgetting. 49, San Francisco. Oh, so and yeah, San Francisco. Yep. Yep. So those are three that I could see, um, that I could see winning, winning the Super Bowl. Um, and, but here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. This is, this is why the NFL is the NFL right now. Um, even as I was doing that exercise, I'm like, I feel like this is going to be one of those years. The team that gets hot at the very end. Um, so I say that to say, um, while I can clearly see Kansas City winning the Super Bowl, I can't see anybody else that clearly. So it becomes really murky after Kansas City. It becomes really murky because all of the teams after them are dealing with variables that 
have not been tested under Super Bowl conditions before, under playoff intensity conditions before. That's why it made sense to crown Buffalo as a next up-and-coming team because they're the only other team in that position where you're like, okay, they've been through enough of the crucible where they're ready to take the next step. The other team you could probably put in that is Cincinnati on the AFC on the AFC side. Um, but you know who knows with Cincinnati? <laughs> it's just I can't see them. It could have happened absolutely like you did last year. I didn't see them last year, so um, so I can't so I can't see them. So with that being with that being said, those are the three teams that I can personally see. Um, the only team that I really, really see standing above everybody who I have confidence in would be would be Kansas City. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Five and a possible, um, with the possible being uh, <laughs> Miami. Um, so Kansas City, uh, Buffalo, Miami as the possible, uh, San Francisco. Philly and Dallas. Um, yeah, yeah, and and, and I'm gonna tell you right. I'm gonna tell you right here. So the different is a different question in terms of who can get to the Super Bowl. That opens up a whole another set of teams because I can see I can see a scenario where the Tennessee Titans get to the Super Bowl. I don't think it will happen, but I I don't think it's the craziest thing. I can see a scenario. No, where, I can see a scenario where Baltimore gets to no, 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 stop. Right? No, 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 stop it, stop it, come on, stop it, stop it. Now you, you, Jackson goes crazy. No, no, no. We've seen that. No, 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 like teams with defenses, like no, you know that that's no zero chance. Baltimore gets in the Super Bowl, zero. I'll put it at zero point zero. So I don't even put them put them in that conversation. But I can see Cincinnati, I Tennessee. Uh, yeah, no good. I hope they hope they hear me loud and clear. I would if they got into the playoffs. I don't think they will probably get the playoffs. I would give the Chargers a, a better chance than I would Baltimore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I had no faith in the Chargers, so that's how down I am. Down I am on Baltimore. Uh, with the NFC again, just I, and I'll say this: I'll, I'll say this point. Like I spoke, spoke about this point earlier. Just get in the playoffs. <laughs> just get, yo, get in. When I was dead serious, when I said if my team in the playoffs, I don't outside playing San Francisco in the first round. I don't fear playing anybody in, a, in the wild card round. Anybody outside San Francisco is the one team I would want to stand clear of uh, if I were to get in the playoffs in, in the first in the wild card. It really feels like one of those get hot years. It yes. Really, oh yeah. We really by the way does. we've seen this in the last two years. You know, for mm-hmm. our baseball fans, you know, the Braves and who won it this year? The uh, well, no, we didn't see it. Cause I was thinking about the Phillies didn't win it this year, but because Houston, Houston, Houston got in, but but Houston was great all year, but they did they got hot. They did get hot in the playoffs because they were like basically undefeated until they got to the World Series. But yeah, so it does feel like one of those to your point, team health team that's relatively healthy and gets hot hot in December. And you know, 
And again, we don't, of course, we don't, injuries, we never know about the injuries, but yeah, it, do, it does have the feel of one of those years because they've been, again, they've been That's so. That's why good. everybody's liking what San Francisco's doing because they're yes. all like, oh, okay, we see you're getting better. We see, you see what's going on here. You're getting better and better and you're getting yep. healthier and healthier yep. as the season goes on. Yep. That is the combination. Yep. And that's why I'm down. That's why I'm down on Philadelphia because I think they're going in the opposite direction despite still winning some games here. So, kind of like, remember that year in Baltimore was 14 and 2? Yep. yep. Like, kind of like when the Lamar Jackson experience first yep. kind of erupted. Yep. By the time it started going into, people had at least gotten their bearings on what they were going to do. Yep. Yeah. Against that team. Yep. Well, um, it happened. The, the greatest I, example I of see it, the slippage. The greatest example of a it, lot of we it saw it was the 2007 Patriots. Like, they, they, if you look at yeah. they, how they ended the season, dominated early. They dominated early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The last, people, people the, the last out. game against the uh, the last game against yep. the Giants, they barely beat the Giants, and then they um, people out. They uh, yeah, and then they got to the playoffs. Like, like if who knows? I don't think people people caught up. And it was actually even a little bit before that Giants. Well, no, maybe it was the games after the Giants game. Well, they didn't play games. well. They didn't play well in the AFC Championship against San Diego. Remember, Philip Rivers on one. Uh-huh. He's on one yep. leg, and they, that game was close, very close. Like that, that, yep. that, that yep. who knows? I don't know. Again, San Diego, San Diego. So I, ultimately, I, even, I, I don't think San Diego wins that game. But if we go back in, in hindsight, there was there was some slippage. But we, like I said, we just got caught up in the record, the history, and all that. But there, you can, you can see slippage. Like you, if you really, really look at the games, you really like you can see trends. And that's the beauty about the, the NFL being a week to week thing. They're like. Trends start, and you—I'm sure you saw this with your team a few weeks back. And that, after that Green Bay second half, and then you go into the Jet game, like little things. It, it doesn't. The thing about the NFL, and I love this is what I love about the NFL, and we we might hate it from a standpoint when we see it with our teams, like bad habits can. It doesn't take a lot for bad habits to start. It doesn't. It really. It does not. It doesn't take a lot for bad habits to start, and then that carryover effect into the next game, the next quarter, and, and what have you. It doesn't. So, yeah, all right. You know, teams trending in, in the right direction. You know, the 49ers, the, the Titans, uh, how Dallas is played, playing, how Cincinnati has played. That Those are things that, that those they, 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 they will stand out in December. Like, December is going to expose all that. Because you're talking about the high, you know, talk about the end of the year, the war of attrition, the pressure. You got half the lead is, is has pressure to make the playoffs and win. And a lot of these coaches are coaching for their jobs, uh, per se. So it'll be should be fun, should be a fun uh, month to watch. A lot of lot of great matchups in, in within a division. Like I said, you're gonna have a number of games that probably are gonna singly de- de- decide these divisions. Um, we know. The AFC South is over. The AFC West is over. The uh, those divisions are, are are over without question. So, but you still have uh, uh, the other four divisions that still could be that will still be uh, could be up for grabs. 
that's going to wrap it up for this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. Certainly great to have Robert Sapp back. Mr. Sapp, thank you for coming on. All right, so I appreciate you. You have a good one. All right. We will see you next time on the next edition of the Real Deal Podcast. Have a great rest of your evening. And the podcast, of course, will be up uh, sometime early tomorrow morning. So long.